that's a spirit. <laughs> Jesus. So what kind of drugs are you taking? Um, I have a steroid. I have amoxicillin, and I have 800 milligram ibuprofen. <clears throat> None of those are fun at all. Yeah, it's just kind of it's get. I already have really bad anxiety, but this is like making me go crazy. Like at work, I'm not even moving, and I'm just like sweating. My heart rate's racing. I'm like, oh, good <laughs> lord. <laughs> I feel. I got to tell you, right now, I feel so much better. Uh, having come home and had time to relax and popping open a beer and just like sitting <laughs> back and going, uh... that's good. I wish I could drink anything because no. even, even water yeah. and like even the wind outside, if I breathe through my mouth, you know, like a human being, it, 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 it just kill. Cause I guess I have a hole in my wisdom tooth. Oh, so you didn't have them taken out? No, that's uh, next Wednesday because the oral surgeon doesn't get here until next Wednesday. Oh, shit. That fucking sucks. Yeah, so yesterday I had to take a half day at work, which I've never done before. So I had to get it all the way home and then go to the dentist and then I had to get my drugs and it was just a big fucking stupid day. Oh, God. Yeah, I never got my wisdom teeth out. You probably should get, you should probably do that. Oh. Fuck, man. I fucking hate the dentist, too. That's like, that's my thing. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm watching a horror movie and there's teeth shit, I'm, yeah. I'm losing it. I'm like, oh, no, because in teeth. Because in movies, they always amplify the sound of, like, someone, you know, like, getting their oh. teeth knocked out. Especially that's if, like, what, they put, like, metal on teeth or something. It just, that, that one scene in um, Old Boy, when he's got that hammer on his yeah. teeth, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, that freaks me out. More than any horror movie. <laughs> Which, by the way, old boy is fucking amazing. Yeah, I actually uh, linked it yesterday, which is odd that you even brought what? it up. Really? Yeah, I was on a Reddit post. Someone made the thing going, oh, the scene in uh, Avengers is one long take, and it's my favorite scene ever. And someone was like, oh, the Daredevil scene <laughs> good. I'm like, well. The Daredevil scene is a complete ripoff of old boy. <clears throat> no, I know. Well, it's an homage. They said it, they were... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but, I understand what they were going for. And I was like, oh, you should, you know, watch the actual scene and i posted that hallway scene i was like oh so, so good. good i was that was the last movie that i think i was on like a like i was obsessed about like after i first saw it uh i don't even remember how i came across it i think maybe fright recommended it on uh, He yeah he recommended it to me too i never saw it before him and like so i saw it and then after that i was like forcing every one of my friends I'm like no you have to fucking watch this movie i would like go over to their house and be like dude we're watching old boy and they're like what is that like, we're watching it get ready i did that with prisoners with Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal. Hall prisoners i don't think is that the one where uh, Hugh Jackman's fighting robots are you a robot <laughs> Oh, that's real. That's real steel. Oh. <laughs> Prisoners is about uh, Hugh Jackman's daughter goes missing. Oh, she gets taken. Yeah, it's it's an amazing movie. It's like two plus hours long. But I, I this is like a Hugh Jackman movie I've never heard of. Yeah, dude, it's it's fantastic. I think Fright said it's one of his favorite movies. Wow. Yeah, I'm it's, gonna have to watch this. It's 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 man, it's it's fantastic. Hugh Jackman's acting in it is just crazy i love that guy oh yeah he's great i love him too because i usually get laid after we watch a hugh jackman movie because lisa gets all horned up <laughs> Dude, she doesn't listen to this <laughs> <does she? laughs> i'll find out 
she claims she doesn't. Although I found out. So uh, I, I went to my family's for Christmas and um, one of my cousins, uh, Olivia, was like, I listen to your shit, Ryan. You're all you need is blood. Oh, no. It's ridiculous. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know you listened to that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know anybody listened to it. Did she listen to the, the fart compilation? <laughs> Burp. <laughs> Knowing her, she would think it's hilarious. Okay, good. Oh God. Yeah, every now and then, someone from my family's like, oh, "I listened to that one episode, and you guys swear a lot." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I don't even listen to the episode, so if anybody else does, I give them credit. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you're fucking up our numbers, man. I know, we dude. Hit, we could be hitting triple digits. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, well, I don't listen to the finished ones. I just listen to the... Yeah, I'm sure you listen to it. as I edit them. Exactly. Yeah. What are you going to do? Although I, there was an article I read that said, if you don't listen to your own podcast, you're not doing it right. What? So, and I'm like, and, and then in the article, it says editing doesn't count. And I'm like, ah. Uh. Well, I work for a living, so. <laughs> Plus, I, I don't like the sound of my own voice. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. when I hear my own voice, I come across as super whiny. And then it's like, oh, that's what people are talking about. And I agree with them. And... Uh, I don't think so. All right, good. I mean, I've heard I've heard some whiny, some whiny fucks out there on podcasts. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think ours is that bad. I mean, I when I get excited, it's like, ah, 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 it's all yeah. high-pitched and crazy. So. Yeah, I'm the same way. Go. Not listen to podcasts. It? Not listen to my own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And the solution presents itself. Yep. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, I'm so glad that we were able to get this recorded and released before Christmas. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That, uh, 2019 Christmas, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's what I'm going to save it for. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. Let's 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 start this before I, uh, I fuck this up anymore. Welcome to All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast, with your hosts, Ryan, Shane, and Mike. Alright everybody, uh, welcome to All You Need Is Blood, episode 65, our Christmas holiday special. Recorded after Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it, we this this has been we've been trying to record this for like what three weeks now. Like yeah, it's just like one thing after another with us. It is just a series of fuck ups, and it, it started with me because we were going to record that day. We're like, yeah, we're definitely going to do this. And then one of my dogs got sick. Butter, who people if people listen to the podcast and are familiar with a dog barking in. <laughs> In exact time, like, woof, 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 woof. <laughs> like, it sounds completely fake, but that's the way she does it. Um, she had, like, a real bad brain problem, was having some sort of seizure issues. She is, she's epileptic. We've known her for years. Uh, uh. So how's she doing now? And, right, she's downstairs right now. She just ate. She's fine. Uh, we had to take her to the hospital that day. She was having all kinds of problems. Uh, we just, we. it turns out... We needed to do a change in her medication, so we figured that out pretty well now in that she's not having these same, I guess you'd call them episodes at night, mm-hmm. so that's good. 
Um, so yeah, she's doing much better now, and uh, she just ate, and hopefully we'll be quiet for the rest of the uh, podcast. Well, now she's allowed to be loud, you know, and now it's yeah, like well, hard to be mad at her. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> ah, it's okay. Yeah, she's got an excuse. So yeah, that was like the first <clears throat> ruined one, and then it was like Christmas weekend, and we're like, yeah, well, obviously everybody's <laughs> got like family and shit to visit, and we're just you're just fucked, right? You're like, yeah, you like you messaged me, you're like, hey, what are the chances of you recording like tomorrow? I, I'm like none. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it too because I was it, I had just realized I'm like, oh, I'm I'm gonna be home this like one day, whatever it was, Monday or something. And uh, I'm like, yeah, but everybody, like, obviously they're visiting their family. I'm not a, I'm the like one person who just happens to have this one day available. <laughs> and of course it can't work out. And then, you know, Shane was busy and then we were going to record and then your face fell apart. Yep. And, you know, Val's supposed to be on. And now well, I guess she's what? She's puking her brains out? Yeah, she's pissing out of her ass right now, so... Jesus. Okay, that's pretty <laughs> She's she's not gonna come on. I actually I almost <laughs> I almost shit my pants about uh, uh ten minutes ago. I sneezed, and I guess that means on this medication. He told me he's like, you know, you're gonna like probably poop more, and I'm like, I'm used to that without medication. And I just sneezed like ten minutes ago. And I thought I shit my pants. Oh my god! I've heard of like if you're taking um, steroids that you you pee more, like you pee fucking nonstop, just a constant stream, like you just have to piss the entire time. I just, I've just been farting all day. I've just been wow. You like it's like some type of superpower. Like you take a pill, and all of a sudden you're just like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking blow this place up. It's man. I work at a hotel, you know. There's, I can't really be doing that. <laughs> See, there's not like one room in the hotel that all the people that work there open the door, blast it, one in, and close it. No, because okay, like I do RPMs, meaning I, <clears throat> I'm an engineer, so I go into the rooms and I have like a each room takes me about like 30 minutes, and I like make sure nothing's broken. I clean out the air conditioner coils and all that stuff. But I work in close proximity to the Spanish housekeeper. And mm-hmm. the angry guy who vacuums and shampoos the carpet, who thinks his job is more important than it is. But I digress. And I can't just let him go because this poor Spanish lady is going to be <laughs> she's like. She's in there with you, right? Yeah, and she's so nice. She reminds me of like a mother type figure. I can't believe, <laughs> you know. <laughs> this. So this is a problem that I also have come across in my new job that I'm in. Previously in my old job, I literally worked only with men. So if I'm working oh, on a job with a guy, you know, I'm like, hey. <clears throat> Hey, listen to this. And I just like <laughs> let one off. And, you know, because it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, but now I'll, I'll be like working in a room and, and the company I'm at now, you know, it's, I'm going to say 50% female. Ooh. Um, so there, <laughs> if I'm in a room and there's a woman in there, I'm like, oh, I can't just be like, here comes a good one. So, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling that pain now. Although if I'm in close proximity to like uh, because I work with my brother and one of, and my cousins, I mm-hmm. would absolutely just smoke oh, out you of the have room. to. I do that with my engineering buddies too. If they're in a room, I'm like, I just like launch them, <laughs> and I I, have, I feel no remorse. And I'm like, oh, I've only been there for five months, and I've already built up this horrible reputation. I'm the guy that farts a lot. I'm like, okay, thanks. Oh, Mike, that's the fart guy. Yeah. Like, stay away from him. <laughs> <laughs> I, li- I like we had a nice little diversion. I haven't even given the intro to the podcast oh, yeah. yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can fix that in editing. 
Yeah, it's good. It's perfect. I'm going to see if I can not edit this one. We'll see how well, how well that goes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So all you need is blood. Um, welcome. If people aren't familiar, we like to discuss horror movies, talk shit to each other, various other nonsense, including but not limited to music, movies, games, comics, whatever else happens to come up, including a lot of fart talk and, you know, whatever we whatever we just did for the last, like, ten minutes. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm your host, Ryan Tudelo, joining me, my co-host, uh, Mike Whittemore. Mike, how's everything over in Chicago? Uh, cold. I bet, man. Cold and windy. You know what what really sucks? Right now in Connecticut for the last, I'd say, like, week or so, it's been, like, just floating around, like, 35 degrees, but it's been rainy, like, just dumping rain. It's, it's the most miserable. I would rather it be zero degrees and snowing. Because then you're not sopping wet every time you like go outside and come inside. Yeah, yesterday for us it was 50 in rain. Oh my god! And today it's snowing. I'm like okay. Yeah, this is also. Um, I was supposed to go skiing this weekend, and this is crushing my ski plans. The rain is just killing the mountains around here, even up in Vermont where I'm planning on going. Man, I, I that brings a bad memory. Skiing? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's an embarrassing story. <laughs> I went uh, last year with two friends, and I've never been skiing before. I'm like, fuck this. I'm not going to ski. I'm going to snowboard like a man. You sure. know? Never done it before. And I'm a big guy. You know? And uh, mm-hmm. my buddy's giving me no help whatsoever. Like, none. He's like Mr. Ski Pro in his head and everything. And he's like, yeah, we just go on the lift. And he just goes on the lift without me. I'm like, you motherfucker. <laughs> I'm trying to like walk with a foot out of the snowboard and everything. It takes so me 20 like, minutes. You've like never even like put your feet into bindings on a snowboard. Correct. And oh I went with my, our other friend too, who, and like I said, we're just like ruthless to one another. We make fun of each other. And it's, 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 it's one of us does an embarrassing thing. You will literally never hear the end of it. And so I get on the ski lift and I'm like, okay, this isn't bad so far. And I'm like, how the fuck do I get out of this thing? And I see myself getting up and up and up. And I see people jumping off. I'm like, okay. I, th- for some reason, I thought it stopped to wait for you to get off. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, plot twist, it does not do that. So I'm in my snowboard and I try to rush off as fast <laughs> as I can. And the seat knocks into me and I fall down. And I'm getting dragged by the... This is on the bunny hill, by the way. Like, the intro. I've never done anything before. I'm getting dragged by the seat. And they have to turn off this giant thing just so I can get up. But the problem is I can't get up because I've never been on the ground with a snowboard before. Of course. (laughs) So I kind of have to, like... Like, like, uh... Crawl... Yeah, to crawl (laughs) down the hill. And I just hear my friend laughing from bottom of the hill. He's just like this obnoxious laughter. And the lady at the thing, she's like, come on, you got to get out of the way. And I'm like, I can't. And <laughs> and I just, I literally was so like pissed at myself. I'm like, I'm like too fat for this. I can't do this. And so I just went back to the car and I just sat in there for like two hours. Wow. Now, <laughs> now, just out of curiosity, was this in Illinois? This was in Wisconsin. Oh, okay, yeah, because I was going to ask. I don't know anything about Illinois other than that's the place Chicago is. If, if there's any hills or mountains around there, no, I mean I I don't know, but I we went to Wisconsin. I think it was like a fake snow thing. Yep, yep, yep. 
Wow, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it was the wor- it was like the worst story and the most embarrassing thing that's happened to me in recent <laughs> years. So, <clears throat> listen, uh, snow sports aren't for everybody. No, and uh, I'm saying that as someone who hasn't skied in about a decade. So, <laughs> so when I go this weekend, good luck. It's gonna be it's gonna be fucking awesome. I guarantee it. <laughs> what I man, you know what I really want to do though? I want to have that like '80s, you know, pastel ski suit. There's like, nothing stopping it, you. Oh man, that's that's what I want to do. I gotta get that put together. I, I wish I thought about it more before I headed up. Did you watch that It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode when yes. they're on the ski? <laughs> yes. And that's the guy from Ski School. Yeah. The, the dude that's in it with the, the crazy hair. Yeah. Oh, my God. I fucking love that episode. That was so good. Where'd you get all these guys from? I don't know. They're just my goons. They just, they just showed up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one's a good one. There was another show that did a... Oh, South Park. That's what I'm thinking of. The ski race. That's one of my favorite. He's like, hope you don't mind, mind stand, Darsh. He's, like, <laughs> He's like, who are you people? <laughs> Pizza? French fries. Pizza? French fries. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. Uh, if you want to get a hold of the podcast and make recommendations, like stop talking about fucking dumb nonsense during your <laughs> intro, you can you can email us at allyouneedisbloodpod at gmail.com. Our Facebook group, All You Need Is Blood. Our Instagram page, All You Need Is Blood Podcast. And you're probably listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, possibly Stitcher, something else. Um, so yeah, just uh, make sure that you, when you type in All You Need Is Blood uh, that you hit subscribe, like, review, Everything else that needs to happen for a normal podcast. You listen to these other podcasts, folks. You know what you're supposed to do. <laughs> so, all right. Now we can actually get into something instead of just talking about bullshit. All right. What do you think about that? That's fine. Oh, I, I got to I gotta adjust here. I'm also going to try to uh, use my mute button on the mic so when I clear my throat, it doesn't... Uh, so it doesn't sound like crazy loud and coughing. Uh, yeah, I've been trying to do that more and more. There's like, I got this like weird phlegm thing that's happening in my throat right now. It's been there for about a week. I don't feel sick or anything, but it's just like, now here's some boogers in the back of your throat. <laughs> it's amplified by the microphone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although I think it makes my voice sound a little bit deeper and more sultry. So I'm, I'm sticking with it. All right, man. So, <laughs> all right. Before we get into some stuff, we got a couple trailers. Did you happen to get a chance oh, to watch shit. these, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch the one, but I watched the Us one on uh, Christmas Day. Oh, you did watch the Us one? Yes. Okay, well, let's let's talk about that. So, uh, Jordan Peele has a new uh, movie that he's written and directed. And i got to be honest, Mike, there's a, there, after a wave of films that has come out, like, pushing people's names out there, like, there's been a couple other trailers that have been, like, from, you know, from so-and-so. People are like, oh, my God, it's another one of these movies. Or, like, they did with J.J. Abrams and mm-hmm. um, uh, Overlord. People are like, oh, it's a J.J. Abrams movie. I'm like, no, it's, well, he produced it, but, you know, it's not his movie. Like it's Peter Jackson movie. and that Mortal Engines movie. Exactly. Yeah. So I was I, I was really afraid that this Us movie was going to be a, oh, it's from Jordan Peele, and it's just, like, his production company or something. But it actually is. He wrote and directed this. Uh, the movie Us. So what do you think about the trailer that just came out, Mike? You know, I if if you haven't seen the trailer yet, you know, go do so. I would pause this and watch the trailer. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I'm looking forward to it. But one thing is really like 
I'm hoping he doesn't put in the movie. And that's at the end. I don't want at the end of the movie to be like one evil duplicate person, like kind of hiding in with the normal people. <laughs> like, I feel like at the very end, there's like a smile. And a exactly. Wink like I've seen that so many times and I feel like he would really have to be a, like a great writer to get around that. Cause I, yeah. it's such like, it would be such a cop out. And that's what I'm the first thing I thought of when that trailer ended. I'm like, I hope he doesn't end it that way, but I, I've, I've really got high hopes for it. Cause get out was so good. I loved get out. Yeah. So I'm hoping this is the same. How about you? I, I, yeah. One thing I want to say about this is that the, um, the shots or some of the shots they show in the trailer are fucking gorgeous. Oh yeah. And, and, and I mean, get out was, it was a good movie. It looked good and everything, but it, you know, I don't know. It, it sort of seemed more, you know, standard filming other than a couple like rack shots as they zoom in on the guy's face and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie has some interesting camera work and it looks really beautiful. And I'm really, really, really hoping that Jordan Peele, you know, pulls this off and comes out with another awesome movie so we can get another like big time, you know, Hollywood director for horror movies. Like, what are we down to? People are, you know, pretty much shitting on Rob Zombie, for, you know, for the last decade or so. Right. Right. Uh, Eli Roth, the last thing he came out with was what? Green Inferno. And I didn't even like that. That was I awful. mean, you know, the big name horror directors are not really putting it out. So. I feel like I'm, I'm like missing some. Like I, I for some reason with these newer horror movies coming out, I don't really care who's directing it because it seems like a lot of like no name people and then when someone asks me hey who directed that i'm like i don't know i I just it's um, weird what's his face uh the guy that did the evil dead remake um exactly uh fernando what the heck is his name fernando something or other um i'm I'm not gonna bother looking it up because i just don't feel like i think he came out with uh two like another movie or two that are actually pretty good you know, follow-ups, but I think the last couple weren't... Fede Alvarez? Fede Alvarez, that's what it is. Didn't yeah, he, he did. Movies yeah, he, he did. Bed? Don't Breathe. Yes. He's doing Don't Breathe 2. Right. So, again, that this is like another person. He's oh, he's... two under his belt. He's directing Labyrinth, the remake. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, well... I want this to happen. I want more repeat horror yeah, me directors. Too. You know, like back in the day when you have a Wes Craven or a John Carpenter or George Romero, you've got these guys that make great horror movies. Well, I'm hoping with the these guys become that. Yeah, like the success of like you know it and the new Halloween from uh, other people. It's like I hope that you know pe- the studios are finally seeing that horror is kind of coming back in, and maybe more of these directors are more inclined, you know, to make horror films again yeah hopefully yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this it looks good it, i mean if you haven't seen the trailer you know just to, you know what's going on it's it's some sort of uh body snatcher slash replacement story where the family of characters is being replaced or is trying to be copied or whatever by we don't know what something that looks exactly like them and behaves like them could be aliens or demons who knows yeah um, so, but it looks intense and it looks good. Um, I think the trailer did a good job of, you know, uh, wanting you to be interested in it. And it's like, it feels like it gave a lot away, but for some reason I feel like it still didn't. I mean, you sort of know where it's going to be going in, the, in that, you know, there's going to be scenes when, 
you know, there's one character saying, are you the real one or are you the yeah. fake one? And, you know, then they're both acting like whatever. You know that's going to happen. But at the same time, it looks interesting enough that I'm like, yeah, I still want to see this. I want to see what happens with this family. And I think, to me, it looks like they're keeping it close enough. It's not like a um, an invasion of the body snatchers where, like, you know, the whole world is being transitioned. It, it looks like it's focused on this one family. Mm-hmm. Sort of like a home invasion type of thing. Yeah. Uh, I like that. I feel like he's a good enough writer that this is looking very familiar, but I feel like he's going to like pull something super odd out of his ass because get out was so cool. You know what I mean? It's like, that's a movie. I wasn't expecting a lot of that. And how do you feel about the people who say they don't like get out because it's not a horror movie? Um, I would kind of agree that it's not a horror movie. It's more of a thriller in a way. Um, but you know, I, I don't I, recently I've been trying to really stay away from like, oh, it's a thriller. It's a horror movie. It's not a true horror movie. You know, I do that with my metal music. But <laughs> when it comes to like, uh, <laughs> when it comes to movies, I'm kind of being more laxed on it because there's so many like uh, drawing the line type movies out there. And it's like, well, I'm not going to sit here and analyze what kind of movie it is. I'm going to take it you know, uh, head first and see if I liked it or not. And then I'll give a shit later. But I, I I think it's more of a, I think it's more of a thriller. There wasn't anything really scary about it. I didn't see anything that was like horror related, but if you want to call it horror, then, you know, by all means. I mean, there was tense moments, you know, I, I put it, I put it in my horror collection. It goes on the wall in the horror section. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm very, very, sort of liberal with what I let be horror, you know what I mean? Yeah. What about I mean, seven? Even... <clears throat> oh, that's a good that's a good question. Boy. That's so, one okay. of those movies so, too. I, now, the one thing is on seven, so I have a crime drama section. Okay. And I I, I put seven in a crime drama section. Um because honestly it's mostly a detective type story, which mm-hmm. I love. So it ends up going in there with other stuff like along the lines of L.A. Confidential and um, oh, I'm trying other to Kevin Spacey other, movies. <laughs> yeah, other movies that Kevin Spacey's featured in or Morgan Freeman. Um, he's got those ones with the, the, the girl and the spiders. What the hell is it called? Uh, he plays the one detective a couple times in, a, in uh, one or two movies. Along Came a Spider. That's what it oh, is. Oh, OK. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I, I sort of put it in there, but is it a horror movie? Man, when you get to those, some of the killings, boy, it's intense. That's a tough question. Yeah, I mean, like, it, be... it has its tense moments, too. You know, I kind of put them similarly, because, like you said, there's a lot of tense moments in, you know, Get Out. Especially, like, the yeah. ending portion, like, the last, oh like, God. 15, 20 minutes, which yep. is badass. But like seven has got that, you know, that one scene where they stumble upon the dude on the mattress who's <laughs> been there for like over a year. Oh my yeah. God. I, I, the first, okay. Not the first time I watched it. The first time Elisa watched it, I, I knew it was coming and she fucking lost it on that scene. <laughs> She's like, this is why I don't watch these movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. That's like this, this us movie looks more straightforward horror, which I'm, I'm pretty excited about. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> sounds good. Now, now you didn't get a chance to watch *Brightburn*. Correct. Okay, I'm gonna mention it just because I want okay. to. And this is one of those situations. You watch the trailer, and it's like from James Gunn, the director of <laughs> *Guardians of the Galaxy*, and like they put in the shit all over there. Okay, let's get to the, let's get right to the meat of this. James Gunn did not write 
or direct this movie. He is a producer on it. It is uh, written and directed by uh, Brian Gunn, Mark Gunn, his brothers. Uh, my friend, actually, there's another director on here. Oh, directed by David Yaravesky, uh, who also made The Hive, which I never heard of. It's it's not a sci-fi movie because it sounds like that, but it's not. Um, but yeah, it's uh, so. Yes, James Gunn's producing, and a lot of people have said, well, it looks kind of like a James Gunn movie, and, you know, maybe it's going to be like that. that. Fine, that's great, but let's give the people credit who actually made the film, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and you need to see this trailer, Mike. You're going to love it, only because it is maybe one of the most batshit premises I've ever seen. <laughs> okay. The, the, he, all right, so here's here's the premise of the movie, okay? There's a kid who grows up on a farm, and he finds out that he's adopted. So it's Superman. And it, and it turns out that one night, these this, you know old farm woman and her and her uh, husband are out in a field, and an alien spacecraft crashes on their farm, and they they find a child inside, and they bring up the child as their own. Eventually, the child starts to develop powers as he grows up, and it turns out he's evil. <laughs> <laughs> it's evil Superman, and he's like killing people. And dude, that's I'm fucking s- awesome, <laughs> dude. This is like, a, dude, this is a big Hollywood movie. He gets a costume and everything. I am so excited for this. What's it called? It's called Brightburn. Oh my god! Come on. I'll, I'll tell you what, Mike. I'll let you watch a trailer, and I'll like whatever not pause about i'll I'll eliminate this time from the podcast because it is fucking awesome dude you have to just see what's going on in this because i want to ask you whether or not it is uh whether it's going to be more or less dark than Zack snyder's superman movie (laughs) i'll you know i'll wait i'll wait till this is over okay because the trailer is like three minutes long yeah, no, it, it, it is. It, it's sort of a buildup because as you're watching it, you're like, no, this is, they're not doing Superman. They can't do Superman. Like, you're watching it and it keeps building more and more like Superman. And then he goes in and, like, attacks this lady who's stuck in, like, she locks herself away because she's trying to get away from him. Holy shit, man. It's pretty I cool. Tell you, I do uh, like Elizabeth Banks. Yes. Oh, yeah. Elizabeth Banks is in it. That's true. She's great. Um, I just love the balls on these guys that they're like, yeah, we're going to do Superman, but he's, a, he's actually a bad guy. <laughs> like, how do you get around that? How do you, how are you able to make this like, it, it's not going to be a big budget, like, like a, you know, a Marvel or a DC movie. It seems like something but, one of the guns would do, you know? Yes. Yes. I'm pumped on this, man. I can't wait because I hope they go really over the top. Like, imagine if there's, like, a scene where he picks a woman up and just, like, spreads her in half. (laughs) (laughs) Blood rains down. Oh, my God. Oh, I hope they really go go deep with this. I'm excited for this one. Probably even more than us because I don't think I've seen a movie as ballsy as this. I'm so excited because they're they're taking advantage of the whole superhero craze still, you know, and they're making yes! this. <laughs> it's awesome. It is brilliant. I mean, okay, so this does have potential. Hope, I mean, hopefully it's R. I, I don't remember what the trailer was rated, but hopefully the movie coming out is R. And they take advantage of people that have this superhero craze. They're like, yeah, I want I want to see a I want to see a bad guy movie. I'm ready for that. I'm ready for a bad Superman. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, ah, uh, looks fucking great, dude can't wait cannot wait (laughs) 
But let's get to the point here. This is our holiday Christmas episode, uh, as we do every year, I think. Did we skip a year? I don't remember. No, we've done it every year, I think. I think we've done it every year. Um, so unfortunately, Shane's not with us, and uh, and um, Val's not with us, so we're going to have to talk about whatever holiday movies that we watched this season. Um, so Mike, do you have one you want to start with? Yeah, um, I'll, I'll do I, I'll do Once Upon a Time of Christmas. Okay, I don't think I've seen this one. Okay, so have you seen... Okay, this was like last year or the year before or whatever. There was a video going around the horror uh, forums and stuff that like this one long take of at a cop station or police station. I don't know why I said cop oh station. Oh my god, yeah, okay, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, so that scene is from Once Upon a Time of Christmas. So, yeah. someone said that Once Upon a Time of Christmas is one of their favorite Christmas movies of the year. So I was like, fuck it. Like, I, I've never heard of it before. I'm gonna, I didn't know that scene came from this. Um, so I rented on Amazon for like $4, and I look at Val, I'm like, this better be fucking good. You know, like I could it's spend better than six dollars for Death House. I'll tell you that. Oh Christ! Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I could go and spend four bucks, you know, for a monster downtown. But you know, when sure. it comes to like a movie that you know, I'm like, oh, I don't know. But uh, yeah, that's, I, a, um, that's a price of a of a decent beer, decent craft beer. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I you know we watched it and I turned it on and it starts off with a cop. Uh, kind of interrogating a woman dressed between Harley Quinn from the new uh, Batman films and Mrs. Claus. And she's got her tits out and she's, you know, she's like, oh, you want me? You want to come in here? And blah, 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 blah. And he's like, no. <clears throat> and the whole movie, it, 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 like, it rewinds and it's like two days prior or three days prior or whatever. And uh, the whole movie is actually not bad. And you quickly see that this person in a Santa costume is killing people based on that song, 12 Days of Christmas. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, seven Pied Pipers, blah, 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 blah. And it never fucking ends. So he he's killing people based on that song. And like you, you kind of figure that out relatively quickly. But it's one of the movies that the characters don't. Oh, and yeah, so you're like, oh, he's doing that. And then they're still like figuring it out. I'm like, okay, motherfucker, let's, let's, let's get this going. So that that's pretty much the whole consistency of the movie, except they add in like this, like subplot of this uh, high school girl and her parents getting a divorce and they keep like going back and forth with that while these killings are happening and the police are trying to figure out, you know, what's going on, how, how this person dressed as Santa Claus is killing these people and everything. And, you know, I'm not going to fault the movie because it's obvious they were trying. Um, there's a character in it. He's like the deputy of police. And for some scenes, his, his voice is dubbed. And I, and I looked at Val, I'm like, is that just me or is that not his voice from like the other scene? And she's like, no. So like that was sticking out like as a sore thumb to me, but the whole movie, they're just trying to figure out why Santa's killing and you know, what's going to happen. And eventually the, the climax comes and the Santa reveals himself and reveals who he is and describes it. And it's like, oh, okay. And I, I'm, that scene was in there and I looked at Val and like, that was a cool long take. It was only a couple of minutes, but I'm like, that, that's 
pretty badass that they're actually incorporating a long, like long taken a low budget Christmas horror film. You know, I was like, that's mm-hmm. fucking cool. So, you know, the movie is going on and on and I'm like, we reached the climax and you know, it's coming down from that. And it, it goes to that scene from the beginning where the cop is interrogating interrogating mrs claus because they eventually catch her obviously from the first scene of the movie and like she goes you know you're never gonna catch him and eventually he's standing behind the cop and the movie just ends the there's no ending to the movie like and when i say like no ending i mean there's legitimately no ending like i feel like they just deleted the last 10 or 15 minutes of the film it makes no sense and i'm saying this because i want people to save their fucking money on this because while i did enjoy 90 percent of the movie i thought it was cool it was a low budget movie that had decent acting in it had pretty good gore in it had a cool long take scene had uh it was it's extremely interesting how you know a guy dressed up as Santa claus is killing based on that 12 days is 12 days of christmas song and it's like and it gives you no ending and it just it ruined it for me. It ruined me like potentially buying it. It ruined me watching it again. And it's gonna ruin me recommending it to people. So if and I don't know who said this was like the best film of the year for them, but the ending is garbage. So yeah. So if wow. if you're in the Christmas spirit and you come across this on like Amazon or if it does ever show up on Netflix, I would not recommend it. So I just looked it up on IMDb, and uh, I, I didn't read any reviews or anything, but it has a really low rating. It's at, like, 3.4. Yeah. And amazingly enough, it's only it only has 261 reviews, mm-hmm. meaning only 261 <clears throat> people, you know, clicked how many stars that is. And that is super low for any movie. Like I, I, so this is just on Amazon and yeah, it was on Amazon uh, video, but I got the recommendation from the forum and one guy said it was mm. like the best film, one of his favorite films of the year. And I was like, oh, this has got to be good. But yeah, I, I just, I, I completely man. remember that scene you were talking about in whatever it was a trailer or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that it was like a long extended, uh, Santa killing scene essentially in a police station. Yeah. Uh. Jesus, but like that's just like the the thing that bums me out is I enjoyed a good portion of this movie. I mean, you may you know people may still like it if they don't really give a shit about endings or anything. But it ends in like such a horrible cliffhanger. It's an hour and thirty seven minutes long. It's like it doesn't need wow. to. I mean, that's that's relatively long too. Like you're invested in that. Yeah, point. and th- I didn't think it was. I was enjoying the movie up until that point. I was like, there's little things here or there, but it's low budget. I don't know what the fucking uh, the budget's a million, an estimated a million dollars, but who knows? But yeah, it's just like it, it just fucking ruined it for me. Shit. Wow, that's that's like heart crushing, you know, when you see a movie that has like it, it, you would say it has talent behind it, right? Oh, definitely. From the other movie that I watched as well, I looked at Val like halfway through. I'm like, this is much better than the one we just watched. I'm like, I'm excited <laughs> for this. This is cool. I'm invested. And then it just took a big dump on me. Wow. Well, that fucking sucks. I'm, I'm a little crushed by that. Sorry. So- yeah, I was I was looking forward to finding some new horror, but I guess I might have to pass on that one. And I'm only going to say that, Mike, not not just because you said that you like, uh, you know, oh, it has a bad ending. Most times I'd be like, oh, I'm going to give it a shot anyway. 
But the the next movie I want to talk about suffers from the exact same fucking thing. Really? That the, the ending ruins the movie. And, uh, I mean, I guess that kind of ruins my review of the movie. <laughs> no one's but... going to listen now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> well, I know one asshole that will listen to it, and it's fucking Connor Blackman, because he's oh, the no. guy that recommended this. <laughs> it is Santa Jaws. <laughs> That's a shocker. <laughs> yeah, you'd think Connor wouldn't watch something called Santa Jaws. Yeah. So this is a 2018 movie. Uh, it is a sci-fi channel movie in that um, the way I was able to find it was actually just on my Comcast on demand. Uh, this, it, if you go to, you know, whatever, you, you search for Santa Jaws, it's on there. Uh, there's also a YouTube link you could find, and uh, it's on Hulu as well, but I found out, like, you had to, like, link your Hulu to your TV account or something, and I'm like, I don't want to go through that, so whatever. <laughs> I just watched it on demand on Comcast. Um, the movie's directed by Misty Tally, who is also known for directing Shark Island and <laughs> Ozark Sharks and Mississippi River Sharks. <laughs> Why? Why dedicate your career to making shark horror movies? <laughs> Uh, once I saw that, I'm like, oh, I'm sold. This lady must know how to make shark movies, you know? Yeah, I mean? yeah. I'm like, she's got so many under her belt. Turns out she's really bad at it. Um, <laughs> all right, so Santa Jaws. I mean, great title, first of all. Oh, let's yeah. get that. Let's get it right there. And and also, the, I don't know if you call it the poster or whatever, the picture that goes along with the movie. Also excellent. It's a picture of a shark with a Santa hat and, like, <laughs> lights on it. And you're like, yes, yes, I want this. I want a shark that is a Christmas-themed shark. Um, so the basic plot of the movie, the movie opens up, and it has, like, uh, this, like, deranged Santa killer, like, threatening this woman. And a guy behind her comes up, you can't, you can't do that, I'm gonna stop you. And whatever, they get into the scuffle, and the guy pushes the Santa killer into the water, and a shark eats him. And uh, somehow his spirit gets encapsulated in a shark. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm like, yes, I am on board with this. Yeah. I'm, I'm still with you. It's great. All of a sudden, whatever, the, the thing goes, you know, the screen goes wavy or something, and, oh, you're, you're, that was just a comic book. You, It was the, the kid's comic book that was happening where the killer gets eaten by a shark, and this kid is writing a comic book called Santa Jaws. And I'm like, oh... So that didn't happen. That's so weak. So what, what the fuck is this movie going to be about? It goes on and it just starts a normal Christmas movie where the kid is like, you know, whatever, a 14-year-old kid. He looks exactly like Edward Furlong uh, from Terminator 2, so I'm going to call him weak Edward Furlong. I didn't even bother looking up the kid's <laughs> name, even though I had IMDb open. Now it's gone. Um, and so... He, he's having a miserable Christmas. His uncle, who's an asshole, is visiting with his, like, hot wife. And uh, his grandfather's come over, and everybody's sort of pissing him off or getting on his nerves. And his grandfather gives the kid a magic pen. And is like, this is something special. And the kid's like, whatever, I got a pen. And he's drawing Santa Jaws with the pen, and he wishes that he was just alone for this Christmas. Well, all of a sudden, Santa Jaws comes into reality. So now there's a shark swimming around the bay that he lives in. 
or that he lives near, rather, and um, it has the Santa hat on his on the, the shark's dorsal fin, <laughs> and it starts picking off one by one all of his family and friends, so that he will end up being alone for Christmas. So his grandfather gets eaten, and the uncle gets eaten, and, you know, all this, it just keeps going on and on. Of course, the hot aunt stays for a little while, because, you know, somebody's got to be wearing a bikini in a movie, apparently. Of course. Um... And every time the shark kills someone, it also gains a new piece of Christmas apparel. Dude, that's awesome. Or accoutrement, if you will. (laughs) So the grandpa is trying to string lights like along the dock or something. (laughs) And then the shark kills grandpa. And the lights go in the water and they like wrap around the shark. And now the shark has Christmas lights wrapped around it. (laughs) And there's... There's like a wreath that's involved and there's like a Jingle Bells song that he like swallows a music player or something. I don't know. There's a whole series of things that happen that make the shark more Christmassy with each kill. Um, but what but what it re- what really bothers me and is just annoying throughout the movie is that the way the movie basically works is some idiots are on the water or near the water. The shark kills them. Then there's like 15 minutes of talking at some other location, whether it's the kid's comic book shop that he hangs out at or his house or whatever. And then there's another idiot that's near the water and the shark kills them. And then there's another additional 15 minutes of talking. Like it, it's the most repetitive, boring movie. And sadly enough, the kills are not good at all. Oh man. The, the CGI, like, you know, it'll be like the old man falls in the water and then you see like the shark, mouth come you know on the top of the water and then disappear oh no grandpa's dead he's just gone and that's most of the kills you don't see any of the action the special effects are a solid f and and i'm not talking an f in terms of like all movies i'm talking sci-fi movies you know where you've got like maybe good effects and bad effects these are really 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 bad even for a sci-fi movie um I don't. They, it, the more I think about it, the more I get like slightly aggravated with the rest of the movie. But I'm still willing to stick with it because it's super fucking cheesy. And I'm like, I'm watching a movie called Santa Jaws. Yeah. What do you like? What do you expect I, at that point? Yeah, of course. I, I'm. Already, I already know what I'm getting into. I mean, it's going to be a Christmas themed shark movie, and they're putting Christmas stuff on the shark. So what do I have to complain about? But it uh, it, it drags. Like I didn't. I didn't even look up the runtime of the movie, but. Towards the end, I'm like, Jesus Christ, when the fuck is this going to end? I'm just like, come on, go, get to it. So the ending comes up. And if there's one thing you want in a horror movie, or I should I should say, if there's one thing you don't want in a horror movie, it is your traditional Christmas ending. Like, it's a wonderful life where... Oh, no, don't worry, Jimmy Stewart. You weren't gone the whole time, but now you just learned the meaning of Christmas and how important you are. Yay, everyone's happy. Right. Or when Scrooge learns his lesson and then everything gets reversed and nobody died and everything's great. Yay. That happens in this movie. (sighs) Everyone that dies comes back. The kid learns the whatever Christmas spirit or whatever the hell he was supposed to learn. Yay, it's a good, happy ending. And then at the very end, like, he burns the uh, uh, Santa Shark comic book that spawned all of this. And I I think there was some hint at the end. Like, oh, no, the comic book is still, there's one page left or something. But I'm like, 
Oh, fuck. I, I'm so upset that, like, they had... Okay, they had ballsy scenes. Grandpa dies. His girlfriend dies. His mom dies. You're like, oh, jeez, this kid's getting fucking ripped up. And then everyone's back at the end. There's no problems anymore. Fuck that shit. Fuck it. You, you can't do a movie like that. I'm sorry. It ruins the whole movie. And while I was willing to give this a pass as just being, oh, it's just another bad sci-fi movie, that ending, man... It, it drew me down, like, just sort of like what, what you explained on your ending, how you were like, yeah, you know, it's we're doing really good. Like, it, I'm saying, you probably had a much more positive experience watching this, or watching your movie than I did right. online. Mm-hmm. And even still, I was willing to be like, you're, gonna, you're watching a movie named Santa Jaws, just accept it. But instead, it's so fucking bad, don't watch this, this is one of the worst sci-fi movies I've ever seen. Mostly because of the ending. And... Even more importantly, I got a text from my mom on Christmas Eve. I was over, you know, visiting my uh, girlfriend's family. Mm-hmm. She texted me and she's like, hey, I'm watching this movie called Santa Jaws. It's on TV. And I'm like, no, you aren't. And she's like, it's really bad. I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> my mom's my mom's talking bullshit. She's not actually watching Santa Jaws. She flipped and saw it on TV. I saw her on Christmas and she's like, let me tell you about this movie, Ryan. When the kid brings the shark back from... When he when he's like uh, he he's drawing it with his magic pen and the shark comes to life and then he draws a candy cane and the candy cane impales the shark on the head. I'm like, wait, that's like 45 minutes apart. Did you watch this whole thing? She's like, oh yeah, yeah, I watched the whole thing. It was awful. I'm like, oh my god, mom, holy shit. <laughs> so it doesn't not only it's a negative review for me but also my mom who really hated this movie <laughs> and also sat through it. <laughs> that's nuts. So, yeah, man, Santa Jaws, garbage, dude. Another fucking Christmas disaster. So, do you have something to cheer me up, Mike? Is there is there a positive hint in this uh, terrible Christmasness? What do you mean? You got another movie? Yeah, but it's it's worse than the last one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're expecting here. I'm, I'm looking for hope, man. Look, because I really here. tried. I really tried looking for like a solid, you know, Christmas horror movie. I think last year I watched. Uh, oh, what's that one movie that came out with the kids? Oh, I um, uh, better watch out. Yeah, and I was like, this movie's great. It needed some more gore, but besides that, it was awesome. And I, yeah, right? I, you know, I really enjoyed myself with that. And I was like, cool, finally, you know, a new Christmas horror movie to watch. It's enjoyable. And nothing. I am getting zilch. People are asking, like, oh, you know, what's the, the best Christmas movies out there? And people are saying, you know, the same old stuff, which I do love, you know, elves and fucking, you know, uh, uh, better watch out and you know, the, the, Krampus. yeah, Krampus and uh, Christmas evil is like one of my favorite Christmas sure, horror movies. Sure. You know, I actually, I wanted to cover that one, but I, then I, I was about to watch it. And then I, I'm like, wait, didn't we already talk? Yeah, about we this? did. I went back and looked there. I'm like, oh, we did. <laughs> Shit. I was like looking forward to watching it. No, it's on. <laughs> I should have watched it anyway. Yeah. I mean, Val and I were supposed to, and then I think we just watched great British baking show. Like we usually do. But, um, Oh my God! You're trapped in that show too. Oh, it's great! It's it's a reality oh TV God. show that doesn't have any drama in it. It's like pure yes. cooking. It's great. All right, and how good are the judges? That the, the guys they're just amazing. Like, 
he's like, this is shit. This is absolute shit. And I'm like, oh, Lord. Well, he has, he's not that blunt, but he's like, well, you yeah, know, he's yeah, like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm disappointed. He's like, I'm, you know, I was expecting this, but you gave me this. And then the person walks back and she's like fucking crying or something. And yeah, it's I'm, great. I'm sorry, I'm sorry Shane isn't on here because I know he would really get mad at this. But British reality shows are so much better than the U.S. <laughs> I've they only seen that one. absolutely are. Uh, there's another one I'll recommend to you. I think it's called um, Million Dollar Dish. Million Dollar something or other. And, mm-hmm. and the premise is uh, people want to open a restaurant. And there's these investors. It's Shark Tank with a restaurant. Okay. Oh, okay. But everybody's British. So they act. They give actual opinions. And they give actual insights. And at the end of the show, there's this like restaurateur who is ready to get his restaurant opened. All he needs is the investment from the sharks. or I'm sorry, not the sharks. Whatever they're fucking called on that show. <laughs> and he's waiting there. And the guy's like, the guy's like, if they don't show up at, at, at 7 p.m. on the dot, then you're getting nothing. And they sit there and the clock is just ticking. And the guy's got his head in his hands the entire time. And it's like 7.55 and they're like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And then no one walks in the door and he's like, yeah, you're fucked. Get out. <laughs> That's great. But uh, have yeah, you watched Great, great British Baking Show like before? I, I have. So I'm not a uh, diehard watcher. Elisa has watched every episode that I that I know of. Like if it's on Netflix, she has watched all of the British Baking Show. Yeah. And I've I, so I've I've been in the room, obviously, when it's on and I'm like, all right, this isn't that bad. It's better than American baking shows. Yeah. Well, the the thing that I've always liked about it were the judges. You got like uh, uh, Paul Hollywood, who's the, the bigger guy. Yep. And he's like, he's badass, you know. And then uh, you had what's her name? Uh, Mary yeah, Berry. Lady. Mary Mary. Yeah. Mary Mary Berry. Is it Mary Berry? Yes. Mary Berry. <clears throat> and she's, she's, she's like, she's. Ten thousand years. Yeah, old. she's older than dirt, and she's like yeah. the last she, wish she, she had was like the, eating sugar. She baked the bread for Jesus, <laughs> is what she did. She's the fucking. And then you have the two female, you know, comedians on there who I didn't like at first, but they grew on me real quick. I'm like, ah, these people are funny, you know. They go up to the people and they cheer them up and they actually help people. It's like this is great. And then like the latest episode uh, season. Uh, we heard that they changed up, so Mary Berry's not there, and those two female comedians aren't there. And Val and I, I know, the, uh, the, what? Oh, the last, the last one I watched, uh, they had Mary Berry, but maybe she died. Did she die? <laughs> no, she, she, was, she didn't die. She, she's fucking ancient, man. Like, <laughs> she no, she's pretty ancient. She's like she's always drunk and everything, and she's she's, fun. <laughs> she's like the fun older woman. But now they've got Noel Fielding as one of the comedian people. And you know, and uh, he's from I, Mighty Boosh and IT Crowd. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, who, I know the Mighty Boosh. He's the um, guy from. He's like, I'm old Greg. Oh, he's Greg. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I love Greg. him, and I guess his stand-up's really <laughs> funny and everything. And he was one of the comedians on there. I'm like, this is great. And they got uh, instead of Mary Berry, now there's a woman that looks like Val's grandma. So every time like she pops up, I'm like, oh, your grandma's being a bitch again. <laughs> it's Paul Hollywood still does- there and. She does the same thing as Mary Berry did. Yeah, I mean, she's like Mary Berry's, like, you know, she's just like, she's also a judge. She's got to be dead, man. Are you telling me she's not dead? No, I don't think she's dead, dude. Let me see. Now you're going to make, if Mary Berry's dead, I have to break this to Val, and she's not oh, going to be. Oh, boy. Let's Here see. Mary Berry, the second. She was born in 1935, and she is still going strong. I don't believe that. So how 35, 45, 55, 55, 55, 55, 55, 55, 55, 55, 55, 55, 55, 55, 55, 55, 55, 55, 55, 55, 55, 55, 55, 55, 55, 55, 55, 55, 55, 55, 55, 
2015. She's 83, going to be 84 in March. Holy shit. She's fucking, yeah, she's, she's a goner soon. But there's, <laughs> apparently there's an Amer- American baking, the great American baking show. I saw. I'm not interested. Me not either. Interested. I saw like the trailer for the season finale. I'm like, there's a season of this. Paul Hollywood's on there. I'm like, Paul, what are you doing? You know, not, not my cup of tea. Come on. They're out. Anyway, the other Christmas movie I choose. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, you know, it's like uh, Val and I usually end up just watching that. But we're, you know, I was really trying hard to find something just like relatively good. And and I came up with nothing. I, I just I don't know. So, please, if anybody has like a good Christmas movie, fucking tell me and I will watch it next year or this year or whatever. But. You know, I heard <laughs> there's a lot of controversy about my next pick, and it was the Elf. And that the Elf, I- I'm not familiar with this. This is a horror movie that is made based on the Elf on the Shelf. So the elf. I'm, I'm, where, I'm not even seeing this pop up on my IMDb. <laughs> yep, two, t- 2017. I'll, I'll wait for you to to find it. Uh, the Elf. Oh, 2017. Here we go. Okay, got it. Yep. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Right. So it was a two point seven. I'm on just. IMDb. I'm only looking at the cover on here. It is not good. No, I not at all. So okay, so two point seven on IMDb, which I think is around a, a good score. So, <laughs> so the movie opens with some dude and some girl. They're in like some. Uh, they're in his childhood town and they are in a uh old like what do you call them like a not like a hobby store but like what do you call those stores that have like all those old things <laughs> an antique store <laughs> yeah an antique <laughs> oh my god yeah an antique shop <laughs> wow well, anyway just, uh, just for the record for everybody i'm I'm the one that's drinking during the episode. <laughs> anyway, they're at an antique shop. And, um, yeah, like, this is a, like a super long intro scene. I swear to God, it. I don't know if it is, but it feels like it's like 15 minutes long. And she is just on the phone with one of her friends who's like, you know, she's the stoner in the movie, and it gets old really quick. And she's like oh, ghetto, and she's white, and it's just really weird to see. And then he's looking at this elf on the shelf doll he finds in this chest, and it comes with like a poem and everything. And it comes with like if you read this, you're like cursed with the elf type thing. And he gets this mark on his wrist, and it's one of those movies you wait, watch wait, from. Re- from reading the poem, right? So he's he like gets a been, mark on his wrist, right? He gets like a little like tattoo thing on his wrist from reading the poem. It's like a like he's been chosen type of thing. And you watch Red Letter Media. Do you remember when they were doing that vampire movie a couple months ago? Oh, the the one that's Twilight. That's like Twilight, right? Made by somebody else. And they yeah, show yeah, that one that. scene where they're. Uh, in a room and they have that mark on the back of the guy's neck and it's obviously computer animated but every time they he moves <laughs> it, was, it was a tattoo it's yeah every it's time he moves the the obvious cgi moves with him and it's like yeah. it's so horrible that's what his tattoo is in this movie 
And Val rewound it like twice or three times because she just kept laughing. She's like, look at his wrist. And it's just every time he moves, this CGI thing moves with it. It's awful. But when they get back to their house, you know, the elf is sitting there waiting for him on a shelf. And they don't have the best chemistry, like on screen, these two people. Like, she looks like a complete bitch. And he is, like, obviously hiding things from her and why he has, like, a fucked up childhood. And the whole movie, they're just, like, fighting. And it's just really strenuous to watch because they're just constantly fighting. And she knows that he had a screwed up childhood, but he won't tell her why. And she, like, tells him, hey, go downstairs. I got a surprise for you. All the while, he's like, you know, I didn't bring this fucking elf home. It's it's here. And she's like, oh, yeah, okay, sure, whatever. And she's telling everybody, yeah, he brought this fucking elf home. It's so weird. It's like, why don't you communicate with your fucking fiancés? Dummy. And uh, <laughs> so she's like, yeah, you know, I got a surprise for you downstairs. He goes downstairs. It's her entire family who he's, I don't think he's ever met before. So she knows he's under all this stress, but he brings her whole family over and it consists of his fat brother, his or her fat brother, her uh, dad, who's got a weird neck and he's always got perfect posture and he's got like a long neck and I'm not the one to like judge people, but I don't know where the fuck they got these actors from. They got like a, uh, like an, like a normal mom and they got like the alcoholic sister. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're all like treating him like he's a weirdo when he just doesn't want to talk about it. He's just like, I- I'm just, I'm good. And then it's revealed that he saw his mother die when he was a kid. He watched her get murdered or something. I, I forget. But like, that's why he's all screwed up. So to combat this. The oh, there's also grandparents too. So the grandparents are there and they go like missing because they're gonna leave, but the elf kills them in the car. And he's just like, ah, and he's in the back seat, just like stabbing the fucking old man. And so they're in the car, and the brother's like, Yeah, uh, how about you come with me? Pointing at the guy, you come with me to find these uh my my grandparents. And he's like, Okay. So he goes to find the old people, and the brother tries to kill him. And I apparently it's revealed that the dad was the one that told the brother to kill him so his daughter wouldn't have to marry him. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm trying to watch the elf on the shelf kill people. And now, like, this fat guy is trying to kill the dude. And, oh, man. And then it's, oh, my God. And then, like, the elf finds out because it's his curse, so it's his elf. So the elf kills the fat guy, the fat brother, and he goes back to the house. And he's like, oh, you know, your brother tried killing me. And she's like, yeah, right. Where is he? He's like, he's fucking dead. And the dad's like, uh, you killed him. And he's like, you told him to kill me. And then, like, the dad's like, oh, uh, no. So the rest of the movie is pretty boring. It's literally just the elf picking people off one by one. And it's it's either really bad CGI or they just do a close up of like the dummy and they have the people like holding the little like puppet in front. They're like, no, like shaking it around. Yeah, it's, it's, furniture. it's pretty rough. And there's like extended scenes of talking and like they're trying to put plot in this thing and it's just it's not working. And then at the end of the movie, and I forget why, but 
this girl, his fiance, double crosses him and wants the curse for herself or something, and she tries to murder him. And like, what? Yeah, it's it's really convoluted and really stupid. But and I legitimately, one hundred percent, being honest, would totally forget the ending. But it's, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's very long. It, well, it's an hour and thirty minutes. It seems a lot longer. Oh, that's way too long. But in itself, a movie about an elf is should not be that. Long. Yeah, but like the last like fifteen minutes, like she is trying to fight the elf. But right when he's about to destroy the elf, she stops him, and she's like, "No, you, you know, I want it." And then she like tries to kill him. It makes no sense. And I was like, "Look at that!" I'm like, "This is fucking garbage." Oh. Uh. So I, I would think that a, I, I just it's the ending so bad I don't even remember it, and I remember the other ending because it pissed me off so much. <laughs> But yeah, this this elf movie, like I remember it being it's, it's so traumatic <laughs> yeah. that it, it caused like a blackout situation. <laughs> in your I think at that point Val was on Snapchat and she was like kind of doing the face filters on for the movies, and she actually got the elf in one of them, and like he makes a funny face, and we were just crying. And um, yeah, I would say that. Because there's a lot of hype for the elf in a way. Everyone's like, "Oh, an elf!" What? I, like, I've never heard of this. What <laughs> are you like talking about? An elf. Because there's a lot. I mean, if you heard, elf. you got so excited about hearing an evil Superman. If they told you, "Hey, there's an elf on the shelf slasher movie coming out," no, not excited at all. <laughs> Zero. Ex- that excitement level is way lower than when I found out there was a there was an evil Rumpelstiltskin movie. Oh, that's I was, oh man, that's that's scary. That trailer fucked me up when I was a kid. Because at the end of still yeah, because I remember I forget how old I was. When did that movie come out? Uh, it was in the nineties. Rumpel. I mean, I don't know. Stilt skin. Fuck. Hold on. Fuck. It's the guy who did like rum. Oh, rumpelt stilt skin. 1995 so i was seven years old mm-hmm. and oh yeah mark jones directed it okay so i was seven years old and i see the the trailer on tv and it ends with that fucking thing and he looks at the camera and goes this ain't no fairy tale and it scared the piss out of me because i thought it was real <laughs> i woke up my mom who was taking a nap i'm like mom i'm like mom like uh, there's a rumpled still skin guy on tv says it's you know it's it's real and she like literally just ignored me and just went back to sleep <laughs> and then no, we i ended up watching terrible. it at the drive-in they like brought me there and I had to like, I had to like whoa, force. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. <laughs> You're telling me Rumpelstiltskin played it in driving? <laughs> yes, and I remember <laughs> that because I had to force myself to go to sleep because I was so scared. <laughs> All right, like the movies I remember watching at the drive-in were like Terminator Two or like, um, oh, I don't know, like big action movies. Like I remember seeing those at the drive-in. <laughs> like fucking Rumpelstiltskin was at the theater. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! I, I saw mean, faculty I go- in the drive-in. That was pretty cool. Well, that's a that's a good action. You know you, that that fits the drive-in scene. I feel like right. Um, I I would watch Rumpelstiltskin today if it was playing in a drive-in. <laughs> oh well, yeah, and it's and it's like thirty degrees out, and I'm like, yeah, we're going. <laughs> yeah, we're totally going to that. <laughs> 
Okay, let me ask you this one question, though, because speaking of... Rumpelstiltskin made me think about this. It, it, does the elf have, like, a personality at all? Is it, like, a Chucky or Rumpelstiltskin? None. I don't even think like, it speaks. That's terrible. That's a complete missed opportunity. I, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, normally, if I heard, that, like, there's an elf on the shelf movie, like, they could, if they did it correctly, they added in, like, practical effects and, you know, like, likable characters and stuff, it could turn into, like, a cool little franchise, make one, like, every Christmas or something... You, know, you would, could make a you could make a Krampus st- uh, in terms of the movie Krampus a Krampus style movie like that where the family un- is unknowing they have the evil elf on a shelf they buy one of these things at the store and they happen to get the evil one put it on the shelf and it starts killing everybody right. that'd be great exactly and you could have a little fun like Christmas puns and you know he could be killing people with candy canes and shit like that but no they like made this. This terrible, terrible, terrible Elf on the Shelf movie. And it was like, I knew it was going to be bad, but I was still disappointed. That's how I felt with Santa Jaws. <laughs> the same thing. I knew what I'm getting into, and I still walked away disappointed. <laughs> oh, fuck, Mike. All right. So what are we, 0 for 3 now? Yeah. You All got right. you got a good one, right? You got Your last pick's a great unknown Christmas horror film, right? <sighs> All right. Um, I'm not going to say it's not a complete failure. Okay. Okay. We're talking positives. We have positives. All right. So my the, the, the second one that I had picked is 2016's Red Christmas. Okay. And for some reason, this one slipped by me somehow. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but. Managed to catch it. Uh, I got it on Blu-ray. I want to say somewhere around September-ish. I do believe it is online somewhere. I want to say maybe Amazon. Um, but it, I, I, it was on Netflix. That's how I watched okay. it. I watched like half of it. So. Oh, okay. So you saw some of this. Right. All right. So <clears throat> Red Christmas is written and directed by Craig Anderson, uh, who is basically known for making Australian TV shows, mostly comedies. And, I mean, that's basically what IMDb says. He's, like, an Australian comedy TV show guy. Uh, the movie stars D. Wallace, who is a fucking horror legend, always plays the mom in horror movies, and in this, she does play the mom or the grandma, um, depending on who you're talking about in terms of the characters. Um, it also has Jeff Morell in it, who's a uh, sort of an Aussie horror staple, kind of, which is kind of weird because he doesn't... I don't know if this guy's Australian. If he is, he does the best American accent other than Hugh Jackman I've seen from an <laughs> Australian. <laughs> uh, he, he was in Rogue, which is a great fucking movie. Um, if you're into crocodile, you know, killer alligator, killer crocodile movies, Rogue is fantastic. So... I don't know. The The movie, it, it, it takes place on Christmas, and I don't know where they're having this take place, because at one point in the movie, they say, how oh, it's so cold outside, and they're sitting by the fire. And in my head, I go, okay, in Christmas in Australia, it's basically the summertime. It's summer weather, because we're on the other side of the hemisphere. It's hot as shit down there. So I'm like, all right, so this has got to be an American movie. And then, like, at one point, they go to the neighbor, and he's a crazy redneck Australian guy. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, is, are there, is this Australian? Is it American? I have no idea where the movie's taking place. Um, 
But the movie, the very beginning of the movie starts off with this huge abortion discussion. Yeah. And like TV footage about abortions and riots and bombings and like all this shit that's going on. And I'm like, this is not what I'm looking for in my Christmas movies. But I'm going to keep I will keep pushing through and see what goes on. Um, some of the positives in the film, some shots are actually really well done. Um, there's one scenario where, where one of the characters is being dragged through the house and it is fucking gorgeous. They put this green lighting on everything and the camera is following the guys is being dragged through the house. It looks so good. Some of the negatives are that some of the actors are really bad. Um, D. Wallace is amazing. I'll say that she does an excellent job. The only other movie from you know this last maybe two years I watched her in was Death House, and I really shit on her on that one. <laughs> I did. Well, she was great in this. She actually did a really good job with everything she was given, and uh, you know I I applaud her for that. The but the movie's really wishy washy. Like I'm like they have this definite message they want to put forward about this whole abortion thing. And it's so heavy-handed that it hurts the movie. Like, you could make this movie, and if you pulled back a little bit and not made it entirely abortion-related, that you'd be like, okay, um, you would accept the scariness or the whatever, but because it's so forward with its politics that you're like... Oh, like I'm uncomfortable, not because of, you know, the beheadings and the deaths in the movie, but because of the like family discussions and arguments about abortion that you're like, I don't want to watch this. I feel like I'm like at Thanksgiving and somebody's bringing up politics. It's just kind of that weird. I don't like being in this situation feeling and I don't know if that's a positive or a negative, but it feels more like a negative to me. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, some of the kills are pretty good. Um, they don't show a lot of gore, which I think is kind of okay. I think it can work that way. And they do have some um, innovative or original type killings, stuff you don't see that often in a slasher movie, which this is. It's a complete slasher movie. Uh, there's a, a slasher that's going through the house killing all the family members. Um, boy, I... So they, they tackle a lot of subjects in this. There are multiple people that have disabilities in the movie, mental disabilities, and the way that the rest of the family interacts with one or the other of these characters, um, that can make you uncomfortable as well. You're like, well, they're, they're members of your family, and you're treating them like shit. Like, they, So you're like, oh, so it's okay, I guess, that these people get killed. But at the same time, you just feel bad watching this. So... While I found the movie interesting, I f- entirely as a whole, I would say I found the movie uncomfortable. Right. And boy, I don't know. The ending was I'm not I'm not super mad about the ending. I think the ending actually works pretty well, but I think the way they got themselves to that ending with the plot itself, it just didn't sit right with me. Uh it, it was all a little bit too convenient. And the bottom line is that the the killer, <laughs> and it sounds stupid, 
because I'm always thinking of um, uh, Always Sunny, but the killer is the abortion that survived. Because in Always Sunny, Charlie is the abortion that that didn't take. (laughs) So, like, I'm laughing at that, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, so he's getting revenge because his mom tried to kill him because she had an abortion. And I'm like... I don't know. This just isn't a topic I want in my horror movie, I guess. And I don't know. Maybe maybe it's credit to the writer and director that he's trying to push this forward and make you feel uncomfortable. But I don't know. It didn't really work for me. It wasn't this like, you know, sort of brilliant take on things. I'm really kind of middling on this. I'm not super hating it, um, but I, I didn't like it at the same time. So I'm, I'm sort of like in that like five out of ten range. You know what I mean? It's sort of that, like, yeah, it's there. It has positives that I like. It has negatives that I don't. But I don't really know what to do with this thing. It's just something that exists. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I, how did you... You only watched a little bit of it. How did you feel? Yeah, I felt uh, a little conflicted. Because I watched, like, I think, like, half of it about two years ago. I don't really remember it. But I do remember... It, the movie did a good job uh, showing how weird it could be. Because I just... I do remember like the main character not d walls mm-hmm. but like the weird fucking thing yeah yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the aborted thing it's like the killer yeah and i just remember them like treating it like garbage <laughs> and i was like ah, i kind of feel bad for it and then uh I, th- I think i stopped watching it when they when he started to kill people and i was like man this is kind of odd i don't know why i never finished it though i think it did make me feel uncomfortable in a way <laughs> The killings are pretty good. I mean, like I said, it's not super gory. And there's even one scene that's a really gory scene, but they do that sort of trick um, that they did in Kill Bill, where, like, instead of, um, uh, like, red blood, it's, like, clear almost, and it sort of goes into, like, a little black and white situation. Right. Um, so, like, oh, it's a super gory scene, but, you know, at the same time, it's not really, it's not red, it's not bloody and, like, you know, in your face. And I, I kind of liked that aspect of some stuff. They had some really good uh, artistic choices in the movie. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, it, it, it could be just one of those things that the the message he's trying to send is so blatant and, and doesn't speak to me that I'm like, uh, I don't really buy this or care. Um, but at the same time, there was something missing from it. I really think it's characters that you like. And, you know... Well, like I said, Dee Wallace does a great job with her character. It wasn't a character that I'm like, oh, I really like this person. And there was really only one character in the movie that I liked who was the um, the sort of hippie uncle that smokes pot. <laughs> yeah. And that was, that was the guy that was in that movie, Rogue. Um, so hi- him I really liked. I thought he was interesting. And the rest of them were just like, these are terrible people. And I don't like them at all. And I think, like I've said multiple times... The most important part of a slasher is if you have characters you're invested in, it's going to be a decent movie because you're going to care what happens to them, whether they die or not. Right. Like you're going to you want some people to die and you don't want others to die. And either way, that's going to affect you emotionally. And this one, I'm just like, I don't fucking care if all these people died. It would just be something that happens. Like, I don't care one way or the other. Yeah, I I feel you. Yeah, uh, like I said, I'm going to give this a middle of the road, man. Just like a 5 out of 10, it doesn't do anything for me. Like, it's there. It's something that I've watched and I own now because <laughs> I bought the Blu-ray. And uh, I don't know. It, it didn't really kill it for me. I will say, though, on the Blu-ray, 
there's a trailer for a movie I hadn't seen yet called uh, The Devil Lives Here. And I haven't watched the movie. I know nothing about it other than this trailer. But the trailer is fucking amazing. It's this awesome foreign trailer. Now I'm going to seek this movie out because I saw the trailer on this Blu-ray. So that's how marketing works, folks. <laughs> but um, But yeah, other than that, I don't know. Right down the line. What can I say? Not great, not terrible. So that's where we're at, Mike. We got a kind of lackluster Christmas special then. Yeah, well, last year we praised a lot of movies, you know? So this year just makes sense to shit out of them. Yeah, of course. But that's what uh, that's what every good reviewer does. You wait a year and then just completely do the opposite take on whatever you did last time. What about what about Christmas movies you would recommend? If, say, say this is the first Christmas episode, these are... are you know, dozens of fans, dozens, dozen, literally dozens, are you know they're like, hey, you know, it's Christmas podcast. You know, I'm still in the Christmas spirit. You know, by the time you edit it, it'll be like March. Yeah, but it's Christmas it's spirit. Like... It's March. <laughs> <Get> this... <laughs> so you know what? What, what, what Christmas movie horror movies would you recommend? All right. So my standby and still my okay. I've got one all time favorite. Um, I'm gonna say Silent Night, Deadly Night. And a lot of people don't like the movie, and I don't give a shit. It is an 80s slasher. It is cheesy as fuck. There are boobies, and there are great kills. And there's, like, memorable killing lines by the uh, main character. So I'm going to say Silent Night, Deadly Night. It is ridiculous and amazing. What do you got? Uh, Black Christmas is my all-time favorite Christmas horror film because... I, I just fucking love that movie. You haven't seen Black Christmas, you need to stop watching, or not watching this, but like listening to this, and you should go buy Black Christmas, the original. Not that original. shitty fucking stupid remake that people like. I'm talking the OG 1974, I think Bob Clark directed it. Yes, correct. He This movie's way ahead of its time. It has uh, Margot Kidder in it. Fucking Superman's, you know, Superman's main squeeze. And and it's got, oh, it's so good. So, yeah, I I would recommend Black Christmas if you've never seen it. Excellent. Mike, I'm going to continue this list, but I have to piss right now. I'm, like, holding my dick so it doesn't come out. All right. (laughs) All right. Just give me, like, two two seconds. It's going to happen. Take your time. Holy shit, I thought I could make it through that, and I'm like, I'm not going to make it. not going to make it. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, good call on Black Christmas. That's a uh, that's a great choice. And you can see where I could just cut out that time when I peed right there. <laughs> leave it in. <laughs> leave, the, leave the piss in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, um, other... Uh, okay, so that's another great call. Um, I will say uh, also... I do have a real soft spot in my heart for Christmas Evil. Oh, so yeah. It's it's so fucking weird. This is one of those movies that, yes, this is another one that makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but, like, in the good way. Like, it's just a creepy, weird movie. Um, I don't know. It, it, I'm trying to think of what it, like, feels like. It's like... Um, sort of like Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer a little bit. Oh, yeah. I can like see you're, that. You're... Yeah, you're in the guy's head, you know? So it's like the protagonist is the fucking psychopath, and you're like, yeah, I kind of see what he's doing here. I'm, I'm kind of with him on this journey. 
So yeah, that's another good one. Christmas Evil. Yeah, Christmas Evil. Um, man, what's a solid? I mean, you could also say Gremlins. Oh, of course, Gremlins. you know. But yeah, who's, who's gonna argue against that? Oh man, I'm drawing a blank, dude. All right. Um. So another great one that I'm going to just say is. Oh, Krampus. Krampus is good. Yeah, I like Krampus. Uh, that That's a modern horror movie. You got some great... There's great actors, great characters in it. Uh, the special effects are really good, and they're modern special effects. Or if you're one of those idiots that thinks CGI is cool, um, it's one of those. P2. <laughs> is that a Christmas movie? Yeah, it takes place during Christmas. Oh, the opening right. is the uh, opening. She's like the last person to leave over the Christmas holiday, and downstairs okay. he's got like Christmas lights all decked out and everything. It's a Christmas movie. Sure, sure. I didn't really even think of that. I mean, it's a decent movie. I like it. Um, you know, psychopath in a parking garage. So I could see that one working out. Uh, let's see here. You got me on the spot. Um. I'm going to say for my for, for any of the fans that like cheesy movies that aren't that great, literally every sequel to Silent Night, Deadly Night, they're not good. They're all bad. Do you want they're all bad movies? <laughs> but they're but they're fun, man. They're fucking hilarious. OK, the second one is rough to watch. Do you want to watching the first one again? Do You want to hear some good news? Yes. Val and I are, are going to meet the main character of Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 at Texas Framer Weekend next year. <laughs> Garbage day. Hell oh yes. God. Is he, he going to do the eyebrows? I hope so. Val loves that movie just for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Please, if you haven't seen. Okay, here's, here's my recommendation. Watch Silent Night, Deadly Night. Then watch Silent Night, Deadly Night 3. Okay, skip two. Give yourself a break. Let it breathe a little bit. <laughs> then go back and watch part two. Once you've watched three and had an, a little, you know, a, a little breather or something slightly different. Because two shows so much footage of part one that you're just going to you're, you're gonna be angry watching it. But if you've had like a little break in it, then you're going to come back to it and love it. It's it's. It's so amazingly terrible, and the lead actor in part two is maybe the worst person to ever be in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His eyebrows are magic. Absolute magic, man. Yeah. Um, um, there's there's a very underrated, very underrated Christmas movie I watched last year. Uh, I forget. I think someone in the Facebook group recommended it to me and it was great it's called the day of the beast it was made in 1995 it's oh, I remember you tell me that's a foreign movie right yeah it's spanish film uh, the real name for it's like el de la de la Be best and on the mm -hmm. front of it, it's got like satan and you know there's a cross on there but he like this priest meets up with a black metal aficionado and they like try to go kill satan before he's like reborn and it's fucking awesome I remember you mentioning that, and I also remember last year me saying, oh, I can't wait to watch that. <laughs> yeah, it takes place. He has to, like, his, like, deadline is he has to, uh, he wants to, the priest needs to do bad things so Satan will show himself to him so he can kill Satan before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Because on Christmas, I guess the uh, Jesus is going to get reborn and Satan is going to kill him. So he's trying to kill Satan for, it's fucking awesome. Nice. In May 1995. 
Jesus, I can't believe that movie has slipped by me now. You're saying it again. I'm like, fuck, how did this happen? <laughs> and again, another year goes by. <laughs> and, and you're going to say it next year. I'm like, hey, super <laughs> underrated movie. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, I don't know. I have I have an affinity for these like ho- these Christmas slashers and holiday like killer movies. Um, even though most of them are bad, like I don't know what it is. I all every Krampus movie that isn't the straight up Krampus is pretty bad. Did you watch Mother Krampus? I know you mentioned it. Yes, I did. I'd never finished it, but I, I actually uh, I actually didn't think I didn't watch the last like 10 or 15 minutes, but I didn't find it that bad, to be honest. So I, I'm exactly with you in the same boat in that I fell asleep and didn't finish the movie, mm-hmm. but I never went back to it. And the reason I, I feel like I didn't go back to it was because it wasn't related to Krampus at all. And I was like, what the fuck? There's no Krampus in this. Yeah. So I just said, ah, it's not worth it's not worth going back and finishing. Um, I think that's on Amazon Prime. Yes, though. it is. Uh, it's not it's not terrible. There are way more movies, but I feel like this movie could have been better served if it focused more on the witchiness, the witchiness yeah. of it, and less on the Christmas aspect because the Christmas aspect plays no part in the fucking movie. It's just, it's just, it's just Christmas. Christmas, Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Most of the other, the other Krampus movies, Krampus Unchained, Krampus Unleashed. I don't even really like the Christmas horror story. I know a lot of people are big into that. We agreed on that last year. I watched it last year for our episode and I, I didn't care for it at all. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot why, but. Oh, if you're into short movies or short horror films, go to YouTube and watch Treevenge. That's one of my f- oh, one of my favorite uh, Christmas horror shorts. I watch it every year, and it's uh, it's about Christmas trees coming to life, and they've got a few people from Trailer Park Boys is in it, and I think the director went on to make Hobo with a Shotgun, so it's it's fantastic. Fuck, I need to watch Hobo with a Shotgun again. Another uh, underrated movie I liked. It's got a pretty low score on IMDb. It's got like a four point eight, but it's called uh, A Cadaver Christmas. I think it's on Amazon Prime. But I had fun with it. It was actually pretty good. Hmm. Yeah, so maybe all of those are better choices than what we covered today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. I think it's what we're saying. In retrospect, yes. So if you're ready for Christmas 2019, which is when this is going to come out, <laughs> get yourself prepped because it's going to be great. So I think that's about it for today. Mike, yep, what do you think? I agree. You got it wrapped up pretty good? Yep. All right. So if you want to get a hold of the podcast, um, you can catch us on Gmail. All you need is bloodpod at gmail.com. Our Facebook group, All You Need Is Blood. The Instagram account, All You Need Is Blood Podcast. And uh, if you want to get a hold of me, I am at uh, Ryan Tutelo on Twitter. On Instagram, fuck, it is All You Need Is Ryan, I think. All You Need Ryan. All You Need Ryan. What a terrible name. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what was I thinking <laughs> And I'm also on Facebook, and you can also find me if you if you're on the uh, UHM fans group on Facebook or the uh, upcominghorrormovies.com message board. I'm on there as well. Mike, um, I, I I'm doing the uh, the Instagram. All you need blood. All you need is blood podcast. Um, I, before I forgot because I almost forgot again. I asked people what they thought their favorite uh, Christmas movies were. Yes, and Mike. of course, Connor Blackman 
response. If he said Santa Jaws, I will fucking murder him. Because Val got me a Nicolas Cage pillowcase for Christmas, but I digress. So he says, I have a Nicolas Cage pillowcase too. As far as Christmas... (laughs) 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 It seems a little random, but don't worry. Um... Here's my real question, okay? So you got a Nicolas Cage pillowcase (laughs) as a gift and probably a joke. Yes. Is Connor Blackman's legit? I don't know. That's the real question. See, Val got. <laughs> like, yeah, I want that. Uh, did you see the video I put on my Facebook? It's. Uh... I did. It's like, what is it? Like velvet? Yeah, something? it's like one of those velvet pillowcases where if you, uh, you know, brush up against it and you keep brushing up, it form eventually forms a picture. And it's just Nicolas Cage's face. It's <laughs> stupid, but it, it was great. But he says, "I have a Nicolas Cage pillowcase too." As far as Christmas movies go, Scrooge is probably my favorite, which I love Scrooge with Bill oh, Murray. Oh, that's a great Christmas movie. Um, yeah. But I love it. Uh, Cadaver Christmas, I like it a lot. It's fun, little low-budget indie zombie cadaver movie. And he goes, oh yeah, Christmas Cruelty wasn't the worst movie I've seen, but it's one of the worst movies I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Barrisett said, watched all the creatures were stirring. It was okay. Jack Frost, guilty pleasure movie. Puka on Hulu, meh. St. Nick or Scent. Scent was good. Oh, yeah. That was fun. That was good. And, of course, Gremlins. Got a lot of skull gifts for Christmas. Have a happy new year. Uh, Patrick Timothy Shaw said, fished my Jack Frost DVD out. Haven't seen it in 10 plus <laughs> years, but the movie still holds up real well. Also watched the Joe Bob Briggs Christmas Phantasm Marathon on Shudder. Which has nothing to do with Christmas, but you guys got to check out his other marathons on Shudder, which I have not watched yet. All right. Well, since Jack Frost has been mentioned twice, I just want to say that there's been many a paused scene of the Eliza Dushku in a shot. No, of course. That's a, uh, that's a, that's a holdover from, uh, from high school days that will always hold a place in my heart and my pants. She's pretty. <laughs> yeah awesome um i did not look at any email so i'm not going to talk about them okay so that's what we got yeah so um yeah thanks for everybody for listening and thanks for writing in with everybody's favorite suggestions uh except for connor you're a fucking asshole for making me watch santa jaws <laughs> <laughs> but um <laughs> other than that uh yeah keep writing it writing in and let us know what you want to hear on the podcast and we'll try to make that happen um regardless of how terrible your suggestions are so yeah i guess we'll see everybody in the new year (laughs) yeah right mike right our next uh next episodes on video game horror yes well prepared too i will say good and by that, I mean I was playing a bunch of video games. So, oh, you know what? We also completely forgot it to do what's going on this episode. So I guess we'll hold that over for the next one. Yeah, let's, let's <laughs> talk about Smash Brothers in full then. Yeah, excellent. That was all I really had other than the horror <laughs> movies I watched. All right, Mike. Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks, for everybody, for listening. And I guess we'll see everybody next time. Bye for now. Bye.